This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today you guys are in for a treat. She might sing us into a song. I have C Slim representing this South Florida, and you'll see why they the Slim is on there. The C is her name, the, the government, but we're going to keep it C Slim for those of you who kind of like to stalk people and go back, you know, everything they've done um, from their social security. But I have C Slim, who is an artist, upcoming artist, and she's going to tell us what it has, you know, what music has done for her, how the plan for 2021, how she's going to go to that next level. And she is a friend of Adrian from Transmedia, who has sent us so many of her friends, clients, etc., etc. So C Slim, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm good in yourself. All is blessed by the best. Yes. And shout out to Adrian was on. I'd have to have to give her a shout out. I appreciate everything she's done thus far. And it's just a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, tell us, you know, music is something usually people get at an early age. They just kind of know if they want to do it or if it's in them. So when did your journey begin with the music? Wow. My journey began, I would say, in elementary school. This is when I would perform with on um, plays and um, just sing my heart out. Now, I have a singing family, so I come from a background of singing people, okay? And I, I guess you could say it started in the church. That's where everybody, you know, started out from. Um, and I just love the, the feeling that I got from just singing and delivering and just music itself. It gave me a just different type of feel. I grew up listening to um, Brandy and Monica and Mary J. Blige, and I just love the soulfulness in their voice and their their messages. Their messages is what really spoke to me. And even though as a young girl, I didn't you don't really understand what love really is and and things of that nature, but it all began to make sense as I got older. But um, back in elementary school, I would be in plays, and even in high school, I went to Diller High School, by the way, class of '09. Dilla High School. Um, we were. I was in the performing arts program, and um, I would act and sing and put on plays. I was um, in Horton. Here's a who. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go back. But yeah, um, it was just a journey. It was something I, I knew I always wanted to do. I always, the thrill that I get from acting and 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 just singing, and I just loved it, honestly. So, so I knew it was something that I wanted to do. So, I mean, you got it at a young age. And for those of you like me, when she said class of 09, my goodness, did she make some of us feel old? Um, but but that's all right. That's all right. Um, but, you know, with, with wanting to do it, there, there's a difference between wanting to do it and then actually getting in the studio. I've, I've talked with artists. I got my start with music and interviewing musicians and it can be expensive. So a lot of times folks either have to have an uncle 
or they have to have a hookup. Sometimes, you know, folks got to run to the streets because the streets always got that heat and that money for that studio time. So how did you go about, you know, getting studio timing and being able to, you know, get that part of production together? Well, I ran into a guy named um, Teddy and he basically um, showed me the way he would book studio sessions and I would go to DC studios. Um, He's, I think he's in Miami. He's well known, but um, that was years ago uh, when I kind of put out my first track. So I would, I was basically blessed um, through the people who believed in me, and they would set up sessions, and I would go in and I would record, and I would just give it my all, and they pretty much paved the way. And I mean, that's where it started, and that was oh my goodness, I want to say two thousand. 13 2012 back 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 then um so yeah the people i just want to give a shout out to him as well um even though you know we don't not in communication anymore but i mean if we ever ran across each other i would tell him thank you for the time that he gave so yeah some people are blessed and some people do have to come out of pocket and spend hundreds and thousands of dollars just for that studio time, you know? Definitely. And we hear, you know, the stories now and for whatever people think of Cardi B, she's been very transparent on how she made it, you know, from the streets to the strip club to the executive studios. And, you know, it it really shows that people have really put their life on the line to do this music at a a high level. We look at the Irv Gotti's and the stuff they had to go through with the feds saying, you know, what they said about them. But there is a street element to this whole music business, no matter what genre. But you being a black woman and a mother, how do you navigate yourself through the goons, the goblins, the dirty tunnels, the alleys, just so you can get on stage to rock the crowd? Wow. Well... I've had to learn some lessons. Um, I recently got out of a um, group, <clears throat> um, but um, they, they, they'll remain nameless, but they used to help me out. Um, but I just don't know really what happened, but I, I just pray about it because you just got to move on. But um, when it comes to my kids and being a mother and trying to do this, you know, you're really going to need support. And I really did have support. Um, their father is in their lives, so thank God for him, um, my mother and my uncle. And to be honest, I would take my kids to the studio. I would, oh my goodness, it would be time for me and my mother would go at it because I understand that they're young. And just to give you guys a little taste, I have now a seven-year-old, a um, five-year-old, and a three-year-old who will be four in January of 2021. But so back then they were so much more younger and just to be back and forth in the studio to have them with me i mean like you said you always have your kids with you i always have my kids with me and if that was my passion and so are my kids they always went together Mm. and that was on period like so i would have my kids in there with me um during studio sessions during studio times and they would see that this is what mommy really wants to do and they even developed a love for it so it all worked out. I, I do have a support system, and that really does help. When you I would bring, 
when you would bring your kids to the studio, did you see the vibe kind of change because you have kids? I mean, you know, the, everything is going on in the studio, in some people's studios. But did you see maybe folks would mellow out or, you know, have to do like this, air out the room? I'm airing out the room, folks, who can't see my 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 hand, uh, who are just <laughs> listening. You know, would the vibe change or was it something where your kids maybe had to grow up early and see some things that, you know, your average child who doesn't get to go to the studio would see i think that they coped with it very well um they wouldn't really give me any problems um they are well-behaved kids I, you know i put that sternness on them and they get together <laughs> but i mean my kids they live a normal life they go to parks and things like that but when it comes to that that studio i, I would say that that kind of took away from some of their um childhood but then again i, I want to say take away from it because that's just another thing that they experienced and another thing that they learned from that they got to experience and they learned to love um the vibe the vibe was always good in the studios with my kids i would say that um nothing really would change as far as it being negative or anything so my kids had a love for it they grew a love for it like i said so Okay. And every studio is different. I just know going yeah. to the studios, you know, I sometimes have to change my shirt, be like, man, I, I'm not even, you know, on the same thing that y'all are on, but y'all got this thing a little, <laughs> uh, you, you know, get in trouble, trying to go to class. Cause you coming out of someone's studio and the professor thinks, Oh man, you were blowing big perp. Where's it at? Like, no, nah, I'm just, just in the studio. So everybody's <laughs> studio is different. Right. It's different. Yeah. So everybody's studio is different. And when it came to that and what they wanted to, you know, do the grown thing, smoke, drink, whatever, whatever, my kids were obviously isolated from that. So, they would be in a whole different room. I remember in DC studios, he had um, like two sections. It was like a sitting area and that's what they would be. And then the actual um, sitting area for the recording artist. So um, that wouldn't interfere with them too much. So they were fine. They had their toys and things like that. And they had each other. I have three boys, by the way. So yeah, um, but yeah, the vibe, like I said, the vibe was, was beautiful. With doing music, and you say you also kind of just like, I think you said something about maybe acting or just, you know, role playing mm -hmm. drama. Um, tell me more. Have you been able to get into any acting? Acting, not so much. I, I, ever since high school, like ever since after high school. So, um, but I would love to. I'm actually looking into, um, you ever heard of Reverb Nation? I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. They, um, I just went on their website and I wanted to go ahead and sign up and just do little gigs and just get my name out there, you know, um, because it's, it's just so hard. But um, as far as acting, I would love to act. Um, I used to have monologue books and things to um, rehearse and memorize um, when it comes to like plays. That's for high school and stuff like that. But like I said, after high school, I didn't really do too much acting. I really focused on my singing and my lyrics and writing my songs and just trying to put it out there um i would say i was blind because i didn't really know like how to get it out there which way to go so i did have help with um those individuals who did help me out um but 
I don't know. You know how when you're dealing with um, like a producer per se, and they try to change your style and make you into what they believe that they want you to be, and it, it doesn't really go along with what you want to be. So I, I was dealing with that, and that's that was one of the harder parts of being in the industry and trying to pursue my music. Um, but nonetheless, it came out, you know, good, <laughs> exceptional, you know. Worth listening to, I will say that. But um, well, what's your style? It, you know, uh, give the people who haven't I, checked out your style. What is it like? I am an R and B artist who I'm a soulful R and B artist who speaks her mind, and sometimes my lyrics will make you do a double take. I will say that. Um, for example, the song, um, the song "Stupid on Your Ass" is actually my ringtone. <laughs> I did it with um, the group, but um, it's my song. It's just, you know, their beat. And so I'm dealing with that, and there's a lot of legal things going on with that. But um, Stupid on Your Ass. It's a song about a black woman, myself, I'll just be blunt, going stupid on the, uh, the boyfriend or baby father or just a, a person who she's dealing with, who she's trying to get love from, from a person who's just not being honest you know, in the relationship. So you got to go stupid on their ass. Whether that means <laughs> kicking in the door, whether that means, you know, um, I'm thinking of Monica when I say that, kick down your door and smack your chick. <laughs> I love Monica. But um, whether that means, you know, setting stuff on fire, I, I can get a little crazy. But at the same time, it's just because I love so hard. So that's, that's what that song means. So yeah, so yeah, um, stupid on your ass. You are gonna make me go stupid on your ass. Okay, oh, I mean, but I could I could see a hook like that going on the radio because you know nowadays you got stuff like throat baby, which I'm like, hold on, oh, that yeah. ain't what Mama used to play. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, Every like, time it comes on the radio, I'm like, oh, gosh, my little baby's in the back. Let me let me find something else, you know, because that, hey, music is oh, like a sponge with kids. Yeah, and I don't know what the powers that be, these program directors who they would hear a song like yours 10, 20 years ago and say, uh-uh. Nah, that can't. That's too hard. But now it might be like, wait, that's kind of tame. We can actually play that. So, so you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely definitely see that now we had talked before going live that you haven't had a official music video yet are there any plans to do a video and would that be the first single that could be an idea to do a first single um but i was actually working on a song where i have an original beat that i actually own mm -hmm. um and it's entitled toxic when it comes to trying to put out that video um so toxic i wish i could play it now but um i wish i sent that to you but um it's a video that i have in mind where it's it's talking about the relationship again and and how toxic it can be um when it comes to trying to love and it's just like your modern relationship you wake up you smoking you you, you smoking and drinking and you know you you expect this amount from a person, but they're only giving or willing to give this amount. And it's just like, it's a give and take, but you're taking more than you're giving. And it's just, it can become toxic. It really can. So I've been through a lot. Um, 
And as far as doing the videos, like I said, I wanted to get it out around Valentine's Day, February sometime, but it won't be about love. Okay. So. Okay. Well, you know, that give and take in every relationship, no matter if it's business or personal, it's always one person is giving at least at one point more than anybody else. It's never like a 50, 50. It's always somebody's giving 60, 40 or, you know, mm. 80, 20 or something crazy. And how you handle that because some people need to give more and some people can only receive just you know depending on how they came up you got to find your crazy people match your crazy with someone else's and there you go and it will never be you know kumbaya but we keep pushing we need touch and i'm learning that so (laughs) that's beautifully said yeah now have you been able to do um, any exposure, get any exposure or travel outside of the country with your music? No, I have not, but that is definitely a dream and goal of mine. Um, but what I have done recently, which was actually the day after Thanksgiving, I'm sorry, after Christmas, I opened up for Ball Greasy at um, Truth Lounge at an event on, on in Oakland, put together by Brow Come Up, so shout out to him as well. Um, and it was, oh my gosh, it was an amazing experience. Um, he gave me encouraging words and told me, you know, this, this game is what you think it is, but you keep pushing and you will make it, you know, that's what your passion is. And it, he gave so much love. So shout out to Ball Greasy as well. Awesome. And you said in Oakland, I'm being from Oakland folks and be like, where in Oakland in the town where she was at? Explain that, um, please. Uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, um, Oakland Park Boulevard, um, closer to Los Olas area. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's, it's kind of on Front Street, but um, that's what we call it, Oakland Park Boulevard. Uh-oh. Now, doing shows, it's still, you know, uh, pandemic time. Uh, mm-hmm. But in Florida, everything is open. So are you seeing, you know artists especially we'll say on the underground still being able to do shows i know bootsy has bragged about it how he's getting more money than (laughs) he might be getting less money but he's doing more shows are you seeing a lot of shows personally am i doing them or am i just seeing other artists do are are other artists you know are they available because some folks you know on the west coast would say what shows everything is shut down she can't be oh, doing no, no, shows. No, no, no. I would say if you go on your news feed on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see like advertising, uh, show here, show there. <laughs> Trust me, they keep it coming. So they don't stop in Florida <laughs> at all. So that's why I'm not trying to stop. I'm trying to keep it pushing, keep it going. So. And how, how often are you able to rock shows and, and do them? Ooh, as often? Oh, goodness. As often as I can find a sitter for my kids, and I, I told you I do have support um, here and there, but um, they do come first, so it's not as easy as it seems, but um, I try. I'll, I'll say like maybe twice a month I'll try to do something, but I want to push more because you, you really got to, in order to get more, you got to put your name out more, you know, and it's just it's hard, but. I can do it. I know that. All right. See, Slim, you know, you were talking about um, a couple moments ago about producers trying to change your style and, you know, 
everyone has a vision of the music. People take their beats and feel like sometimes your beat should, that your style should match their beats and the words you say. How much flexibility, how flexible are you as an artist? Because if somebody says, hey, I want you to be like, you know, what Megan Thee Stallion or what Cardi B and them are doing. And if your vibe is more Lauren Hillish, are you willing to say, I'll do that just to get on so I can get the machine behind me and switch it up later. Like how pure of an artist are you is I guess my question. Well, that's a really good question because based on my experience and what I've been through, I've actually done that. I've actually um, converted into someone else's style or, you know, um, I have had an original song, original beat and, it had been, you know, transformed into something that was more of their style instead of my own. And it didn't sound bad, but it just wasn't me. Um, and even though, you know, I delivered and it did sound appealing to the ear, it just, in my heart, it was just like, okay, this ain't it. <laughs> so um, I've done that and I have done that, but would I do it in the future? I'm not going to say no, only because of even when I do do that, I, I still have to be honest. I do put my my sense of style, in a sense, on it just, just a tweak, if you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not, even though it's like their style, their new beat or whatever the case may be, it's still my vocal. So therefore, you're still going to have C-Slim's style on there. Um but yes, I am very committed to my style um, and the way that, you know, I deliver my music. But because music is always changing, I'm always open. You get what I'm saying? So. And, and that's, I mean, it's good to be able to be flexible as long as you're comfortable. You know, that's yeah, what I say. Right. I agree, yeah. Because this industry will try to rearrange and make people and once you go crazy being somebody else they spit you out back to wherever they found you and say you know I'm, <laughs> I'm taking this from you I'm taking that oh you thought you own these things actually you gotta recoup so you know yes it's a crazy game have you gone through your diva stage already where you know your stuff don't stink and can't nobody tell you nothing um have you got past that yet everybody goes through this so that's why i'm asking um oh wow i'm gonna say no because even though i, I guess i felt like i went through it in a sense not really because i it hasn't really taken me where i want to be so I'm going to say no. I haven't gotten there yet. But um, I do have the abilities. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Diva is in there. <laughs> Okay, and I and I like this, you know, folks will be like, well, you know, I'm very humble. Everybody's humble until you have more money than you planned and you don't necessarily exactly. know what to do with it. You got family members who come up and say, hey, hey, you know, I helped you. I made you. I got you your first, you know, karaoke <laughs> machine. And you're like, yeah, did you steal that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I got it, though. You know, that's all that matters is I got it. You know, so, mm -hmm. but when that time comes, 
what is your community give back? And it could be one that you're doing or one that you plan on doing in the future. But what is that for you? For me, I would love to own land. And on that land, I would give back. Even though with the whole COVID thing, um, it'll be a type of school because I was a teacher before. Um, I was a preschool teacher and I'm still certified as we speak. Um, um, that was my passion at one point. But um, I just want to give back to the kids, you know. I, I love the kids. <laughs> See, Slim love the kids. So that's what I would do, definitely. Um, I would give back to the community. Um, education, real education, especially for our Black, young, up-and-coming entrepreneurs. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just want to give back so more. Anything that I can do, I, I'm a giver. And sometimes I give too much. But... Yeah, for my community, I would give back to the kids, definitely. Now, being a teacher, a giver, how how do you deal with the, you know, you have these people around you who they mm -hmm. wait for you to blow up. Um, they're not necessarily helpful now. Probably don't stream your music. So if you say I have a new song and they're like, didn't you hear it? It came out last week. I text you. They're like, oh, oh, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. How, how are you preparing yourself now for the blow up? Because the, the who you are now only elevates when you have money. And there, you know, the support system that you have for your passion usually never starts with like the family and the friends. It's always outsiders. You'll have that person. I'm going to show up to every show you have. So how have you got your mind and your soul ready for that? Wow. How have I got my mind and soul ready for that? Um, I think that being on this soul journey that I'm on now, I would be ready for anything that comes my way because honestly, I would just, I pray about things. So <laughs> that's me. Um, but I don't think that I would, you know, do anybody dirty or forget anybody or anything like that. But you look out for me, I'm going to definitely look out for you. That's just my model. And that, that goes back to that give and take relationship you were talking about earlier as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a warm heart. So to all my supporters, I thank you. I mean, I'm the type that would want to give um, with whether it be, you know, freebies of something or, you know, free samples of anything. You know, I, I'm that type of giver. So I would look out. That's what I would say. Okay. And, 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 you know, I asked that question and it's such a, there's no wrong answer to that question, but people have to get their mind right. It's like when you're on an airplane, you got to put your mask on first and mm -hmm. to not be bitter, it, you, you work on that stuff now because when uh, you, can yeah. see, you know, when you can see it and you're like, it's going to happen, it may not happen like it happened for this person, but it's going to happen right. in my own lane where I'm going to be, you know, on planes and trains, rocking mics from here to Spain. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to lose who I am because right. of, you know, the access and the money. Now, yeah. talking about, you know, losing who you are in social media, 
it's crazy right now. And I see you are on every platform possible except OnlyFans, right? I don't see her on OnlyFans. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and I say yet because every artist now is running to OnlyFans because OnlyFans is no longer just for the naked people. They are rebranding this thing. And, you know, it's for those who don't want to be, you know, put in a box. They want to just yeah. say what they want to say and not be dinged by Instagram like Bootsy was and many others. So how do you manage your social media? And do you have plans on doing an OnlyFans? Yes, I definitely have plans on doing the OnlyFans. I'm upset with myself because I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but um, it's just trying to keep up with um, my YouTube, which is I Am C Slim. Um, posting videos of me singing and just showing my talent off. Um, I need to do more research to see how to get paid from that because um, it's, it's, it's out there. Trust me. Um, yes, I definitely, definitely, definitely want an OnlyFans. Um, and I want to on there do concerts like mini concerts and um see what my supporters feel about it you know um but yes my platforms instagram facebook of course i have a tiktok um soundcloud it's just about getting my music out there but i just want to make sure i'm doing it the right way so okay no that no, that, that's that's awesome. If you want to leave the people with anything, I don't know. It might be. I heard you singing earlier. But if you want to leave the people with anything, um, you gave out the social. But, you know, just lace them with anything. I don't want to be like Sway and like, hey, got the beat, you know, because we could drop a beat, y'all. We could do that. But I don't want to put you on the spot like that. But, you know, even with, with some game or of some sort, whatever you like. You've got me broken Like a feather blowing in the wind Said you've got me broken Like a feather blowing in the wind And so you can take it as it resonates. Um, you got me broken like a feather blowing in the wind. And that was that was in 2013 when I put that out. But um, yeah. Well, and, I just, I just and that's with the car. That's the car acoustics, the car studio. So you definitely, you know, right. got you got it. You got it. And I don't want to give the folks a game overload. And I also want to tell Slim, you know, two things off air, folks. You know how we do. We give the game on and off air. You cannot yeah. be broke listening to this podcast. See, Slim told Period. you how her journey is. She talked about even owning some land. I'm going to send her a link to one of our past interviews recently where they are selling land interest-free so everybody can buy. And they got some land here even in Florida. I cop some myself. So I'm going to share that with, um, you know, we we, 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 we doing it, folks. Yeah, so you guys, yeah. Like, share, subscribe. See, Slim, I thank you for coming on. I thank you for having me. What a blessing. Thank you. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. 
Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.